0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Her Immunity Podcast with your host, Alf Bergen. Now, Alf, where have you been? It's been months. I'll be honest with you people, I just, I just didn't give a fuck about the podcast for a while. Um, just didn't have anything to talk about, I guess. Or more importantly, I just had other things to do, if you can believe it. But I'll tell you this right now. I am in the dry January uh boredom phase. I, I I'm in the podcasting phase of dry January, uh, four days in where i basically just decided, uh, you know, I've I've cleaned the apartment, I've read my book, um, and I'm so fucking bored that I'm just gonna do a podcast. Because part of it though, is it's not even the the boredom as much as the that little fucking voice in your head that's like, You got all your chores done. You got all your chores done. You know, you cooked dinner, you cleaned up dinner, laundry's put away, house looks good. Why not kick back, pour yourself a whiskey? And it's like, no. I made myself a promise, and I have to keep my promise. You know, you start breaking promises to yourself because that's the whole point of Dry January thing. Because people get through the holidays and they tell themselves like, yeah, you know, I just got to prove myself. I can go you know, like, three nights without drinking. <laughs> And then you get to like night three and you're like, I think I'm gonna kill myself if I don't have a, a glass of, of wine. Um, and I've got some good fucking whiskey in my fucking cabinet, I have to tell you that right now. I got some good fucking whiskey in that cabinet, but I am not going to break the promise of myself because the minute you start lying to yourself, it all goes downhill. It's like, it's like people that, that, you know, that start when they start working from home and they're like, ah, I'll just go do the laundry. And then they are like, ah, I'll go walk the dog. And then suddenly it's, it's like impossible to work from home because you've like created all these like little micro scenarios of things you have to get done. And then eventually like you're at the point where you're working like two hours a day and you feel like shit because you're just doing all your home chores because you used to go to the office and now you've got all this newfound freedom and you can't fucking control your time. Uh, it's a tale as old as time, people. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so uh, that, that's, that's basically the situation. Uh, that I got myself into with with podcasting because I just decided to do everything else but uh, a podcast. So uh, that's where we're at, people. How have you been? How was your new year? Did you have a good new year? A good new year with your friends? Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? A good new year? Did you watch the new year or were you like me where you were able to basically get away from the inane chit chat of a fucking all day afternoon evening with your friends and you can just sit there and watch football uh until the bell dropped and And that was one i didn't actually see the very last play because i did say for the last like 10 seconds i was gonna go upstairs and actually watch the countdown so i wasn't like a total degenerate of a human being and a boyfriend um but i uh i immediately went right back downstairs did the whole you know happy new year Nice little, nice little peck. Uh, a little sway. Uh, the first two lines of Old Lang Syne that everybody knows, and then begins to mumble. Um, we looked outside, and then I immediately went right downstairs. And then that that idiot missed the kick for Ohio State. And it was like, oh, he missed it. You know, watching it in a room full of Ohio State fans. Oh, he missed it. Oh, darn. Um, <laughs> that was my New Year's. Good all things considered, the previous uh, New Year, I had COVID the next morning. I thought I just had the worst hangout of my life. Uh, And because I thought I was hungover, I went to a Bengals game the next day and was a super spreader um, before getting tested. (laughs) Like, I am fucking patient zero. If there there ever was a pandemic, I would not have the self-awareness to know that I was, like, carrying, like, fucking smallpox. You know, like, I could have, like, a fucking boil the size of a baseball in my ass. And I'd be like, ah, I think I might just be getting hemorrhoids. I don't know. I think it'll be all right if I just fucking not sit on it. <laughs> it's the same thing with just like not dealing with shit too. Like for example, like I, uh, I'm also oh, and here's the other thing too is like with this podcast I can start it up. I was thinking like I'm actually gonna probably gonna have some good stories in the next couple of months because I am quitting my job. I'm doing that. Um, the Dave Chappelle quitting story, you know, when he bangs Oprah and he gets her pregnant. And so he's, I won the lottery, bitch. <laughs> goes into his, goes into his work. Bitch, I quit. And he kicks the, kicks the, the cardboard box. Unfortunately, I work from home, so I can't make any big scene. But the nice thing is I can pretty much just like just go away, I think. You know, I, and that's honestly my goal. I guess my dream. Like I've, I've technically accepted another job and I've gone through all of the hoops but I still haven't quit my current job yet. And like, I don't have a start date cause they're like, hey, like we'll make it flexible, whatever you want. And I'm just like, if we, I push this off as long as I possibly can, I can kind of like quiet quit and then just not work for a few weeks or something and then go into my job. Um, but I don't know, I like my, my goal though, like if I could do it my way is I would just simply not show up one day and like see how long it took them to figure out, you know, that I just didn't show up. <laughs> I don't know if that's quiet quitting, but that's fuck. There was some guy, when I used to be a call center manager in Canton, Ohio, there was some dude, he didn't work for my team. He worked for, like, a team one over. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing. He didn't show up to work for, like, three days. And, like, it, it was it was after, like, the third day that the manager was like, hey, I think something might be up, which is hysterically fucking funny. Like, they called him on a cell phone. They called him. They sent him a letter. They just just disappeared off the face of the earth and someone like knew him and so like you know the question was like is he alive or is he just did he, did he quit like we don't need to actually speak to him like it's fine if he doesn't want to like give us an answer but like just let us know if he's dead and uh one of his friends was just like yeah no, I know. i talked to him over the weekend he just he had enough and he just was like i'm i'm just never gonna go back <laughs> it was fucking awesome does he have a job lined up? No, he just he just decided that day he was like I've I've spoken to the last fucking customer, and like it wasn't like he was a new employee; like he'd been there for I don't know ten years or something. <laughs> just fucking not showing up. Um, yeah, so I'm just probably gonna ghost. Like I don't like I have to tell my manager, of course, but I'm I'm like really not gonna tell anybody else. And even today was funny because I like I showed up to a meeting, I showed up to several meetings, and I just like proceeded as usual. You know, like I, I actually, I literally said today, like I had this like kickoff call that I would scheduled like three or four weeks ago with this this group of people. And I was literally, I was like very attentively taking notes like on camera so they can see me looking down, writing like a bunch of notes. And I tell them, I was like, yeah, no, I think this would be something like a four week engagement. And um, you know, I check in and in about two weeks with like a midway report and you know, what kind of iterate as we go. And they're like, that's, that's great, that's brilliant. And I hung up the call, and I fucking laughed my balls off because, like, I, d- I just didn't know how to handle it other than, like, I'm just going to pretend. Like, I'm going to be here in four weeks. <laughs> and when I check in in two weeks, I'll be like, yeah, here's the port. It's, like, halfway done. Um, also, I quit. Good luck. And, like, give him a thumbs up and just <laughs> fucking end the call. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just – the whole idea of fucking quitting – And then just like sitting around for two weeks, I I just don't, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to like taper off and just be like, well, I quit, but I'm going to still just hang out for two weeks and like kind of tell other people how to do shit. But also like I'm going to like completely drop the pretense of giving a fuck because like I've never really given a fuck about my job. But like, I've kind of always had the veneer at least of like, I look like I care enough to keep the job. And now it's just like, I have no incentive to even pretend like to keep the job. I mean, if they just fired me like that day, they'd probably be doing me a favor. So I don't, maybe I'll moon my boss or something on camera. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe, hey boss, I'm quitting. I'm giving me my two weeks, but I don't really know how to do this. And I just like turn around and I stand on my chair and pull my pants down and give him a nice moon. Maybe hold it for like three seconds. Don't say anything, turn around, put my pants on. Well, put my pants back up, then turn around and then sit down. I don't know if that's considered assault, if that would get me fired right on the spot, but that's, I suppose I could do that. What do you think that silence would be? Do you think he would sit there silently? Or do you think he'd like after a second, be like, hey, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? Or do you think he would just like open his mouth and just fucking be like, what the fuck is this? Is he fucking high? Um, I don't know. <laughs> what would you do if your employee turned around and moons you on camera? Like not even in person, just on camera. <laughs> uh, what a way to go out. I don't know. I guess with my new job, I can't have a felony. So if it's, I don't know, charges me with a crime, wouldn't be good for my future career, I suppose. I don't know. It could be the same way in death, you know? Like that's, that's really the way to go. Like the, the, you know, if you just had like a very quick death, like even if you didn't know it, just like one night, you know, you went in your sleep. Um, but then like in the morning, you know, when like the people around you woke up, like, there wouldn't be a body. There's, like, a fucking pile of clothes, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know? <laughs> Where'd he go? Oh, I think he died. These were his wishes. <laughs> just fucking vaporized them. No goodbyes, just, like, uh... These are fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi into the ether. That's me quitting my job and also dying. I don't know. I don't know what to fucking tell you. But anyway... Starting a new job is always full of crazy shit. And actually, quitting your job is full of crazy shit, too. Because, like, I'm sure there's going to be over the next two weeks people coming up to me and like asking me to do stuff and being like, oh, you didn't hear? I actually quit. So, I mean, yes, I suppose I can, you know, do what you said to do, but it's not going to get finished. And I can tell you the level of effort that I'm going to put into whatever you just asked me to do is going to be almost worse than if i like didn't do it right like it's all i will almost make this worse for everybody if, if you ask me to do this so so instead i think i'm just gonna pretend like i'm gonna work there and then just like the day i leave just i don't know close my computer and <laughs> put it in a box <laughs> they just gave me a really nice computer too by the way what if i can send them like a fake computer i don't know i have no fucking whatever but it'll be a good story i think for that and then also when i start the new job there's always like meeting new people that you don't know and then the awkward just same 10 conversations you have and then also feeling like a complete fucking idiot every time that you turn a corner because you, you don't know where you are You're like the new kid in school it just gets progressively harder to be the new kid the older you get and not that i'm like intimidated by that because i think it'll be good to be like in the office and around people again but like There is going to be like a learning curve at actually like speaking to people because I have been remote for so long. I've been remote pre-COVID. So like the amount of shit I can get away with at home, like in terms of like my appearance, my appearance when somebody says something stupid, my disgust response whenever I hear stupid people talking, like it's just, I'm going to have to sit there and, you know, look like a fucking painted face, like a Kardashian just looking and nodding. You know, got so much Botox in my face, I can't fucking move it. So whether I'm laughing or crying, I'm just like staring at somebody and be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. While well, at the same time trying to look interested and competent in this new job. Um, so that'll be good, I guess. Which gives me a new a new angle for my employer to, uh, to potentially discover this, I suppose. Wouldn't that be something to get fired from a new job for a podcast? <laughs> We see you did a podcast over the last two years where you said some really problematic things. Um, is this your voice? What do you mean? couldn't be me. Or <laughs> I right, changed into a British accent. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just simply a modern employee. I don't know, whatever lunatic is on the herd immunity. Fuck, he spelled it wrong even. What a fucking... I'm not that Stupid. <laughs> I don't know. But the the nice thing though with this like semi dry January is that I can, I always have like a an, an escape clause. My escape clause is that I drink on Bengal Sunday. So it's not, it's not a hard cut, but the, I've done this for many years now and the hardest part is getting through the first week. And once you get through the first week, you just like stop, like it's no longer a routine. And that's the issue. It's not, you know, as much as people want to like fucking pretend they have a drinking problem. It's just like a drinking habit. And and I've said this before with heroin or cocaine or any other drug that people take. It's only a problem unless you can't afford it, all right? With drinking, it's only a problem until you lose your job, okay? People can work on a heroin and cocaine addiction. The problem is it's when they can't afford it. And then they start stealing and then it fucking spirals out of control. Alcohol is just like it will get you fired because – you can like it's just so ubiquitous and like it'll actually make you late for work. I guess heroin people are pretty unreliable, but it's more so the addicts that are out like chasing a high than actually getting high. So, so as I like to say, it's an alcohol habit. But the nice thing with the habit is like you can fucking break the habit. It just takes time. And so when you kind of go through like the the fall period and football's on and it's like, you know, you get through your weekends and you know maybe maybe you don't drink on Sunday, but it's Monday night football. You're like, oh. I'll a fucking cocktail for Monday football. And then you take Tuesday off. But then, you know, Wednesday, you've got college football. And then you've got Thursday night football. And then you got your Friday and your Saturday night. Like, And I'm not saying you're going out and having like a, you know, a 20 fucking beer weekend. But I'm just saying like it's just like a part of like your everyday routine. When I mean, you start to break that. that's it. The hardest part is the week. And so giving yourself an escape clause, it used to be like okay when the Bengals sucked and like they would lose, you know. In, or they they wouldn't make the playoffs or even if they did they would lose in the first round. Um now since I went to the Super Bowl, I'll tell you that was a very wet January last year. That was a that was just soaking wet January. Um, but I also do giving up booze for Lent and it's easier and this is the other thing too. It's like the, the reason why the 12 step programs work is because you make a a promise uh <laughs> to God, right? <laughs> Cause you can break promises to yourself, but you're less likely to break promises to God. So, um, it is easier in that sense when you give it up and then you're like, and then you get through that first week and it's not a habit. It's easy. It's fucking, you go to a bar. It is so liberating to just be like, no, I'm just gonna have a soda. Right. And then you feel like totally cool about like leaving at like eight o'clock cause you're like. Oh well, you know, if I were drinking, I'd stay. But if I stay any longer, I'm gonna keep drinking. So people are like, oh yeah, go, 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 it's fine, right? It's it's the best built-in excuse, ever, ever, to get home by like 9 o'clock, put your feet up and go to bed. Um, but yeah, when you give yourself the escape clause, it's uh, you know, you have nights like this where you're like, I think I'm just gonna do a podcast, kill a half an hour, and go to bed. <laughs> I already read my book. Um, well, what the fuck else? I don't know. think my grandma died recently. So I've got like 70 home videos in my... No, it's more than that because I got more. I have over 100 home videos, all of which are over an hour, up to two hours long. And I've been slowly converting them. So that's the other kind of side project. That's like you have to attend to it because you can't just like set it and leave it. Like it takes as long as the film is. You can't fast forward it And then you have to convert it, you know, convert the file from whatever format they converted into like an MP4 or something. So it takes like each video takes like at least two hours, if not more. And so like the ads constantly going, I don't have it going right now, but there's just all sorts of like little fucking shit happening all the time. uh, That are a lot more tolerable when you have like a whiskey glass in your (laughs) hand. Talk about drinking? Yes, because that is what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get through this first one though. We'll get through this first podcast, and uh, we'll keep it rolling through the weekend. I forgot to do the rest of the gambling picks on this shit because the whole research aspect of the gambling stuff takes a while, and then when you have to recite it. But but I do have some numbers in front of me here. I'd be happy to go through. It makes everybody some money while they're listening to this dribble. Um Oh, I suppose, you know, I need to do that thing that, like, every person in media does before they say, well, before I get started here, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't address the elephant in the room, and that is the injury to uh, Hamlin and uh, and how terrible and awful it is and all of our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family and his speedy recovery from his injury. I don't know how many fucking times you can just say you're hoping and praying for somebody before it's just, like it, it like, it loses its its impact of like you know i got i i feel for the guy i was there at the game i i saw it it was horrific the cpr was not good the you know the fibrillation was not great the, and all that stuff the player's reaction i'm glad they stopped the game move on you know you hope he's okay but i i don't know the whole dwelling on this shit really it gets me down cuz it's i don't know people fucking die of cardiac arrest all fucking time. whatever um so anyway, hope hope he's doing it, but whatever, obligatory. You know, well, we can't have any fun while this guy's in the hospital, so how dare you talk about playoff scenarios. I, you can do both at the same time. You can both care about somebody and hope they pull through while at the same time being like, well, there is other life happening and kind of have to tend to that too. So other life happening is gambling, everybody. How did your fantasy football week 18 go? Holy shit. I don't even know if I won. I mean, there's a nightmare scenario where if that game isn't played because I have Burrow and Chase, I actually lose by like a point. Um, I I, – oh, God. Life is bigger than fantasy football, man. How dare you go? Fuck yourself. This is going to cost me 90 fucking dollars. Oh, Jesus. This is why you guys tune into this shit. So you can just hear me say awful, awful fucking shit behind a pseudonym. Oh, but I say my name so goddamn much on this thing. I'm sure you figure out who the fuck I am. Um, <laughs> And then go tell my new employer. That's the other thing, too. So remember, did you guys hear the Gio Reyna shit? You know, where he... <laughs> which is credit to Berhalter as a soccer guy. He got in trouble like 20... No, I think this was like 1991... This is like 30 years ago. He he was a college soccer player at UNC, as was his girlfriend at the time, now his wife. And they got into some altercation at a bar and he kicks her, which is credit to him and his commitment to the game. I mean, talk about married to the game. When you are going to domestically abuse your spouse and you use the tools of the trade, a.k.a. your feet, to fucking... Get mad at somebody, like that's the reaction. I don't think I've had the the thought to kick somebody when I was angry, like after the age of six years old. Like I think at like six years old, like you you can abstract yourself like above your body enough to be like, wow. When you calm down, like I looked like a fucking moron trying to kick somebody, and you stop doing it. But he was twenty years old, <laughs> got angry and kicked his wife. <laughs> Do you, think, do you think it was a side boot? You got it with the inside or the outside of his foot? You know, was it a pass? Was it an incisive pass? Or was he trying to cross it, you know? Was it like a wind-up? Was trying to cross the ball? At least he didn't head-butter. I mean, that would be fucking awful. Um, but anyway, so he did this like 30 years ago. And, and obviously, it's wandering under the bridge at this point. Unless, of course, he continues to kick his wife. This is what you should do. If I'm U.S. soccer, to investigate this, you invite both of them in for a meeting, Right? And then you, you know, you somehow, you know, and this is what you do: you invite him to a meeting in the Bahamas, right? And you have a nice sit-down, and you say, "Hey, we're doing, you know, business casual dress, no, no suits, but you know, beach nice attire, right?" She's going to show up in caprice, okay? If she has bruises on her shins, you have to fire Berhalter, right? She's going to show you right there. If she's got swollen ankles and bruises around the lower part of her leg, he's gone, right? Take him out. If she shows up to the meeting in the Capris, you fucking know it, right? It's over I think that's how you do it. That's how you have to settle this thing uh, Otherwise, it's something that's wad under the bridge, let's say after 30 years um, But basically, I guess to, So how did this come up, you ask, if someone's not a fucking soccer head How dare I assume everyone here follows the ins and outs of The U.S. men's national team soccer drama, which believe it or not Has more drama than the women's team um, And even all of their feminist shit this is fucking far more salacious than that. Burhalter was also college teammates with the former U.S. National Men's Soccer Team captain, Claudia Reyna, and his wife, also a UNC soccer player. So there's all sorts of this UNC men's and women's uh, soccer team incest going on. And their son, the Reyna's son, did not play as much as they thought he should have. And, and to be fair, most people thought he should um, because he got into some basic dispute with the coach, Burhalter. It comes to light that Claudio Reyna, after the World Cup, was threatening Berhalter and U.S. men's soccer team to release these allegations of this domestic violence that happened 30 years ago if they didn't shape up, basically, or stop embarrassing their sub- and then Claudio's wife, Danielle, just goes ahead and just releases it, right? And, you know, leaks the information, says Burhalter is a domestic abuser. He kicked his wife. There's a police report. There's all sorts of shit. You have, to, you have to investigate it. And if you don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people know that you didn't. So they start to investigate him. And then Burhalter releases a statement being like, there's like two people in the world that know that. I know exactly who released it. And it happens to be the person who threatened me. <laughs> and then Claudia and goes, no, 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 it wasn't me And his wife steps out of nowhere and says Oh, no, it was me No, I did it And here's why I did it In like a two-page statement And I'll tell you one thing, everybody If my mother ever has to release a, quote, statement While she was, quote, unquote, acting on my behalf I'm cutting off contact, right? If your mother ever has to release a statement, quote, unquote What the fuck is going on in your family, right? The only time you know, my mother is gonna issue a statement is if I'm fucking in jail, falsely accused of murder. And even then it's a good story. Is it worth the cost? Is it worth the price? I don't know. But the only time my mother is allowed to write a statement is if I'm falsely accused of murder. (laughs) Which just begs the question, we are, we in this country have a new, right? Moms are suddenly, like they are built different these days. Right? There used to be a generation of people that, like, when you hit 18, you just out the door and, like, hope you do well, son, and then let the chips fall as they may. But the moms these days, I tell you what, it started with maybe 10 years ago, I worked in a dorm, and moms or dads would call and be like, My daughter just got into a fight with roommate, and I need to talk to the RA right now. And then you'd sit there at the front desk being like, Well, first of all, we don't give out the information of employees. Um, and second of all, if she does have a dispute, your daughter's an adult and she needs to, you know, handle things the right way, which would mean for her to talk to the RA or better yet, resolve the dispute herself with a roommate, which would of course, you know, you get fucking screamed at, but that's what we were coached to do. Cause that's just how you do it. Flash forward 10 years, now moms are just taking matters into their own hands. There's no gatekeeper anymore. It's just like I am going to burn your career to the ground if my son doesn't get his way. And by the way, I don't think this is anything that Cla- or I'm sorry that Gio Reyna wished for. By the way, this looks. This makes him look terrible. It makes his family look insane. And he's not playing for the U.S. men's national team ever again. While Burholt was the coach, with the coach, I should say, right. And so it's not just her, but like, remember Zach Wilson, this shit happened where like he got drafted and like, his mom was like on Instagram, like putting out like Mormon thirst traps and like getting like doing press and all that shit. Like there's the new generation of narcissistic helicopter moms that are just on another level of like, my boy is an extension of my ego. And so any sort of slate towards my boy Is a direct insult to me And I'm going to fucking come after you and ruin your life Because that's what narcissists do Narcissists are like I'm going to ruin your life To maintain my self image And I will burn everyone else in my path Including my own son And that's what happened With Zach Wilson That's what happened with Gio Reyna It's going to keep happening I'm telling you right now I'm going to fucking call it on this podcast Right now this shit is only getting started. You're going to see so much more of this. Unbelievable. I, I just, I, I cannot imagine, like I said, if my mom ever had to issue a fucking statement on my behalf, I better be, I better be dead. I don't even think that kid that just, the uh, handled it. I don't think his mom released a statement. I think they've had like one of his pals go out and give a statement, which is probably the right thing to do, by the way. That guy looks like a scumbag, by the way, if I may, you know, to go back to to the Hamlin thing. His like personal spokesman is like a guy named, I don't know, he looks like a Trevor to me. I'm gonna call him Trevor Rooney. I know his last name's Rooney, because I was wondering if he was related to the the Rooney family that owns the the Steelers. Uh, Anyway, he seems like a scumbag. Like he was like giving updates for the family. (laughs) And then he was explaining, you know, what he was gonna do with like the $6 million that people donated. He's like, well, you know, he never really intended for all this money to go to a kid's toys. So we're going to make sure all of his foundations are taken care of and all sorts of shit. I was like, he, I guarantee you he didn't have a will, son. <laughs> Who the fuck are you to, you know, be the business manager of $6 million suddenly and then speak for the family? But I'll tell you what, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's what you do. Zach Wilson just needs like a, like a burner. Like a burn like an entourage, like a burner mouthpiece. Just like one of like any just six absolute fucking randos that from year to year that can just take the hit, take the fall, get absolutely roasted in the media, and then just retreat quietly to the to the estate of a multi million dollar quarterback and just I don't know, play pool and do coke for the rest of his life. I think that's how you do it. That's how you have to do it. Same thing with Gio Reyna. you know? You don't need, you don't need your mom going in the trenches for you. You need, you need people uh, around you to do that. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, gambling. I don't know how the fuck we started talking about that. Um, <laughs> gambling advice this week. This one's hard because we don't know, you know, as of this uh, recording, what we're getting. You know what? Let me do this right now. Breaking news. Breaking news. Let's see if that... They were meeting at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern. It's now 8 p.m. Eastern. Let's see if they reached a decision. I'll Google this? NFL news. Playoff seating. How about that? Uh, no, no breaking news. So we're going into this thinking that, um, well, we don't you know, we don't we don't know, you know, the Baltimore Bengals game, but they're going to play for New England Buffalo. I mean, I'll tell you what, I don't care. I don't care. I'm 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 betting against Buffalo this week. I don't think they're preparing at all. I think Bill Belichick is the type of psychopath that licks his chops and he's like, oh, there was a, a tragedy on Monday night six days ago that I can exploit to my benefit and I can keep my boys basically bunkered down. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick with a week of prep versus a team that is probably going to get two days maybe of prep. Yeah. I'm taking Bill Belichick. And then if they don't play, the Bills and the Bengals don't play their game, the Bengals are going to get that too see if they beat the Ravens. So, Uh, yeah, that would be nice. I'll say it. I will say it. I would not mind that outcome as a Bengals fan um but anyway gambling advice we got uh cleveland pittsburgh i like this game a lot <clears throat> pittsburgh is a three-point favorite um cleveland their offense is in free fall their defense has improved slightly kenny pickett looks a lot better and the steelers defense is, is healthy and they're playing for something so if they can keep uh pittsburgh can keep Miles Garrett quiet, which Miles Garrett's had a terrible. Ever since he got in that car accident, by the way, Miles Garrett has not been good. So uh, that defense struggles. The secondary got better. Um, the over is 40 in this game, but I, I like Pittsburgh minus three playing for something against Cleveland at home. Mike Tomlin gets his winning record somehow and somehow goes to the playoffs again. I don't know how this happens every year, but credit to him. Next, as of right now, this line might change. I don't know who the quarterback is in Miami. I like Miami a lot right now, minus one. Um, even with Teddy Bridgewater, this offense is is still pretty good. Uh, the Jets also have a good defense. I think that's kind of a wash. Miami's defense is better than uh, the Jets' offense, even if Mike White is a quarterback. Uh, Miami is just simply a better team. And if it's a pick 'em, you know, even with Teddy Bridgewater, you pick uh, Miami. I, I think they're going to win that game. In the late slot, we got Seattle and the Rams. This game, this line opened at plus six and a half. It's down to six for Seattle, minus six. Seattle's everything to play for. The Rams have nothing to play for. Um, Their offense is atrocious. Their defense is in free fall. Seattle's offense is pretty efficient. Uh, They have excellent, excellent special teams. I think if anything, Seattle keeps LA pinned back. LA scores. You know, you could probably take the team total under this. I don't think LA scores more than 17 tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry, tomorrow or Sunday. So yeah, I, I like Seattle minus six. And finally, the last game of the night, Sunday Night Football, uh, Detroit Green Bay. Uh, the over is 49 in this. Detroit's offense has been consistently awesome this year. Green Bay's offense went from atrocious to serviceable. Um, Detroit's offense, I'm sorry, Detroit's defense has still been bad. And, and people are claiming that Aaron Rodgers is riding Green Bay's defense. I just checked it. Green Bay's defense is 18th in, in DVOA. They're a pretty un, inefficient offense. So the narrative that all Green Bay does is run the ball and play defense, is, it's just not true. I mean, that might have been true at the beginning of the year, but that's an outdated take. I think this game goes over 49. So uh, your picks this weekend, four. I mean, if you want to include the fifth one that doesn't have a line yet uh, for New England, I think that's your fifth game. Uh, whatever line that is, I, I I don't even know what the bookmakers will put it. But um, if if – you're getting points for new england take the money line new england's gonna win i i don't care if they are they're plus three take the money line. It's going to be good odds uh so yeah just to recap pittsburgh minus three miami uh plus one or the money line wherever you want there seattle minus six and then take the over detroit green bay game so there's your financial advice for this week let's see if we make anybody money. i wish i had a gambling card i can pretend for this to be like uh Sponsored by some sort of uh, a gambling book. You know, maybe I could turn this into, I can like make people pay for my picks off a website. Okay, immune from losses. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something, yeah, some pun around immunity. Uh, Feel free to write one in if you got one. Um, But hey, that's the podcast, everybody, for this week. Uh, Have a blessed and safe Rest of the week. And uh, I think uh, I think we'll be back sometime next week. Let's see if we can keep this going. And uh, keep ready going until Sunday. Until Sunday, people. Then I get a little break. Get to go have a couple of beers in the morning. And then, boom! Right back on the back. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.